Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. What's going on, guys? You are listening to Nickish. You got your guys Mo Faiz and Sid. The New York Knicks are up 3-1 in the first round of the playoffs against the Cavs. And that's the most important thing going on for all of us here at Nickish. So we're going to get into all that. Uh, check out our website, nick-ish.com, and promo code, enter promo code Nickish Playoffs right now. Take a pause from this episode right now. Head to the site, cop a hoodie, buy one, get one 50% off, promo code Nickish Playoffs, and where to support your team, man. We in the playoffs right now. Now bringing my guy Faiz. What's going on, bro? Man, this is the most excited I've been to to do an episode of the pod. And low-key kind of glad we didn't record an episode after game two because you would have seen me at my down baddest and maybe have gotten some very lukewarm and cold takes out of me. So really glad that you guys are catching me on the best moment possible. I'm on fucking cloud one million, like feeling fantastic um you know see your guys' smiles after this this weekend like possibly the best weekend of my life <laughs> it's 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 fantastic um yeah. i'm happy to see it how yeah, you feeling yo, eat mubarak to you real quick bro oh appreciate it eat mubarak to all the listeners too right yeah mm-hmm. yeah happy eat to the homies everyone we back outside we in the streets doing haram eating halal <laughs> so you know we out here um so how, how do i feel um you know how do you feel I was never worried. I was never worried. Like I come off it, like I, I came off as like kind of like calm because like game two happened. I was like, whatever. It's a Garland game. Like they're not better than us. Like I said, I said it on Twitter before. the The Cavs wings. It's like Buffalo Wild Wings, bro. It's it's not good. They don't have any. Like there, there's nothing there. Like we don't have that. It's not. We're good. So, fuck Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that we got that out of the way, now tell us how you really feel. What's uh, really going through that, your head? That was like that was like definitely the sweetened, like nice version of it. Like, <laughs> oh, what's going? That was through a politically my head. correct approach. Right. <laughs> what's, fuck what's, Cleveland. <laughs> what's what's going through my head? I think fuck fuck Cleveland is like what ninety nine percent of America say. The other one percent is probably just Cleveland who wouldn't say it. Yeah, I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. What's so good about Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> Not shit. <laughs> <laughs> <The> niggas suck. <laughs> <laughs> Them dumb bland city bastards thought that Cleveland was going to do something better than New York City. Oh, brother, these guys stink. Like, not only is it like the lack of of like wings the lack of guard depth the lack of the lack of heart from your big like them brothers just stink bro miles mcbride a rookie a rookie bro second year rookie don't know don't care not important don't care he went to west virginia to play basketball nobody goes to west virginia to play basketball like come on now he went to west virginia to play basketball and he came into the NBA playoffs and locked up Donovan Badman Mitchell. Hot <laughs> brother. Like, I'm I live in Louisville. I fuck with Donovan Mitchell. Fine. He's cool. He's a Mets fan. I'm even happier for him. 
let's let's play this clip back one one more time just just for the for the listeners who may have not been here Hold on. Oh, oh, you got radio silence. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. <laughs> What's so good about Cleveland? They done shipped my boy from Utah to Cleveland. Oh, my God. Oh. Yo, the funniest part about that clip is that guy who was in your quote tweet saying, like, yeah, I took my wife to to our honeymoon in Cleveland. Like, how did you say that with your no, chest? No, he said that. How, bro, how did you bro. say that? How did you Dog. proudly come out on the internet? Dog. The internet, Elon Musk's <laughs> Twitter, and come out and say, "I took my wife to Cleveland for our honeymoon." Poor lady, bro. Like, oh, like you're you, a trooper. You're a trooper, you, honey. She had to be from like. She had to be from like. You got to think real like, hard about it, because like, what can you really? <laughs> I can't think of a place that is so bad that Cleveland is an acceptable, like, what do you do in your honeymoon on Cleveland? I can't, like, I thought the whole point of a honeymoon is like, you open the windows, you look outside, you see this gorgeous, who wants to look at industrial plants and crackheads? Like, bro, (laughs) bro, if I had to open the windows on my, on my honeymoon and see LeBron James throwing up powder, I'm not going to lie. I would puke. Genuinely. Unless it's LeBron there himself, I would puke. I that's probably the best prime location. Like, is there even any water near Cleveland that's not on fire? And like the basketball team's not on fire. So like maybe the lakes are like, bro, I'm just anyway. Damn. You you went straight for the water the water <laughs> you know, anyway. y'all <laughs> yo by the way like cleveland fans coming out talking about the the, the city's rat new york city's rat infested rat that's all they had to say bro people pulled bro, up statistics. rats and rent rats and rent bro but we pulled out the statistics like cleveland is top 15 in the country in rat infestation like they literally had to come out and say like Bro, the amount of things I could say about Cleveland. They had to come out. Cleveland reporters had to come out and say the literacy rate of Cleveland amongst adults was so poor that they were unsure if people would could get vaccinated. This isn't even like we're not even getting into like the capital stuff. We're just talking about so illiterate they were unsure if people would get vaccinated or not. Like, come on, guys. Cleveland. Yeah, I don't know, dogs. Any anyway. <laughs> Jalen Brunson is better than Darius Garland. RJ Barrett is coming alive. Tom Thibodeau made a hell of an adjustment by playing Obi more than Julius Randle. And I said it before we can play back the clips. Canal, when you get a chance, clip my voice back saying, hey, this Knicks team is different. Hey, this Knicks team could possibly stumble into some uncharted territories, in which I will not say. But this is a good basketball team. Jalen Brunson is good. Julius Randle is not playing well. But when the transition dunk that would have been for the lead from Donovan Mitchell that Julius Randle blocked is probably the defining moment of Julius Randle's career to me. And that is, as someone who has watched him play for a very long time, 
and it sounds crazy because you could probably think of some great offensive moments. You could probably think of some clutch shots at Kentucky. But I think when you have a player who is as highly scrutinized as Julius Randle is, and then you and then you go back and look at at how that is just a microcosm of everything people said he couldn't and didn't want to do. It was effort. It was it was defense. It was it was like just not subjecting himself to the laziness of what Julius Randle could be. And he kind of just took it and said, Hey, you're not getting that bucket. And I fuck with that. Like I can't be any happier. Yeah, I, I can't be any happier with with a playoff series going this way, especially against this team, um, especially with these guys playing, especially with what's to come. Like Emmanuel quickly hasn't had a good game yet, but he's a plus defender right now. Miles McBride came on court and he I think he's plus thirty two in all of his time on court. And it's probably only like 14 minutes or something like that. But when you can steal 14 minutes of playoff basketball defensively, that's, that's, that's winning basketball. Mitchell Robinson looks like a, a, a prime a one defender. Jalen Brunson. He, he, there isn't much. He doesn't do. He shoots the three. He, and you know, I've said it before. I mean, I've said it on wax here, but I've said it before. The mid-range shot is the most important shot for playoff basketball because you you need a way to go to the well. And Jalen Brunson consistently goes to the well, and he does it off the pick and roll. He does it off. He does it off the pick and roll. He does it off of off of like the stagger screens. He does it off ball. He does it on ball. He we saw Jalen Brunson's second dunk of the NBA season this year, like in the playoffs. That is unreal to me. And I am just like I said, no notes. I am so infinitely high off of this team and the things that they do because like what what more can you ask for for especially for for something that was that always felt like was in question throughout the whole year. How do they respond? How do they jump? How do they fight back? How do they, how wh- is Tibbs willing to make a, an adjustment? Are are they willing to to stretch out defensively to make sure that uh that the momentum play doesn't happen? And it's all happened. It's all happened. Yeah. Right. I mean yeah, no, we we all came into this hearing the same things about this Knicks team uh, from everyone on the outside who don't watch the Knicks on a nightly basis. They think of the Knicks as a joke of a franchise. They think the front office is a joke. They think Tibbs is not the best coach. And they think that Randall and, and Brunson are are not are overrated. I mean, to the point where Brunson being an all-star snub is ridiculous. And, you know, when you look at this team, I think one word that apart from grit and defense and continuity and cohesion that stands out to me is audacity. I mean, we came into this where everyone in the NBA is talking about Donovan Mitchell being the best player of the series between the two teams. And how many players had a highlight against Donovan Mitchell from this Knicks team yesterday? We had Brunson cooking him. We had Randall blocking the shit out of him. We had Mitch blocking him. We had Deuce locking him up. So that's, that's just four guys off the bat right then and there who have the audacity to play at a level that no one expects them to play at. And, you know, for me, for my end, I'm going to back up Julius Randle because when people are talking about how Randle just left without talking to the media, who gives a shit? I mean, we won the game. He and Mark Jackson was saying it 
you know, time and time again on the broadcast that while Randall's on the bench, he's giving his team high fives. He's backing them up. He's supporting them. And I think he he's, you know, he just, everyone processes things differently. He is the all-star of the team. He is the quote unquote best player of the team. And he got benched for the first time in his Knicks career in the fourth quarter of, a, of probably the most important game they've ever played that he's ever played in. And he had to take that process in. He had, if he had to walk away and not talk to the media, then let him do that because his team that were speaking to the media were, were supporting him. If you listen to Jalen Brunson, he was backing him up. Tips called him, you know, he said he's, he, he called him a leader of the team. Brunson called him leader of the team. Everybody's backing Randall up. And and that's that at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Really, the writers just need a thing to complain about for the Knicks. But in reality, when you look at it, we have arguably the second to third, maybe best team in the East right now from just just from performance and uh, just everything that we're seeing from from Tibbs being an incredible coach. <laughs> I think that's the first time I said that in, in a couple of years. Hit every everything we've been asking for for months. He did in a single game, two games. Obi closing out is something that no 50, 60,000 Knicks fans could never that have expected. That shit was so fire, dog. That shit it was. was so Ran- Obi, fire. Obi oh staying in. Obi God. getting trusted. Obi, Obi getting the most minutes in that. Uh, Well, he scored the He played the most minutes in game three, actually, in the fourth quarter. I don't know if you guys knew that, but yeah. him closing it out is, is crazy. And him and Chibs and one of our biggest complaints is that he doesn't adjust. He's not with the times. And the, and we'll we'll get into a little deeper with the way the guards are playing the pick and roll. You know, originally during the season, we'd see Brunson and Mitch and Randall really playing that pick and roll. But this time around, we're seeing him, Brunson, playing the pick and roll more with RJ and Hart and guards. And that's something that was necessary because you know it opens up the floor for everyone else. We get uh we get Cleveland's two best defenders in and Allen and Mobley away from everyone else and uh we get shooters open and you know we also saw the adjustment of of Brunson being atta- being hunted uh in the in the opposite side and we'd have you know the we we'd have guys closing in on Mitchell or Garland whoever's hunting for Brunson and you know we get to take advantage of the, of Cleveland having three non-shooters with Okoro, Mobley and and Allen again. So with all these adjustments and all these guys and our team having highlights against their superstar, it's it's fucking beautiful sight to see, man. Yeah. Elated is what I was what I feel. It's a very Clyde word of you. <laughs> Right, and as you know, Sid wrote his eulogy of the Cleveland Cavaliers, the city of Cleveland, and all the people who, you know, all five people who actually think that city has anything worth giving. Uh, I'll do a little bit of a soliloquy for Tom Thibodeau because I feel like, you know, Mo Mo touched on it, but I feel like we have to we have to keep giving this man credit because we were very very critical of him all season. We were very critical of Leon Rose for holding on to him, but when push came to shove, he really made the adjustments. I, you know, part, you know, the top of the pod, I, I started t- telling you guys about how um, I, I was feeling very nervous after game two, and I, I didn't really want to come out. Well, you know, I'm glad that we didn't come out and do a pod, but you know, Tom Thibodeau did exactly what was asked for. He made in-game adjustments that made that led to you know players playing much better. And uh, you know, the point that I really want to hammer on is the one that Mo went on in terms of uh the 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 screening and shifting away from letting guys like Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle be the leading screeners. Uh, in the season, we saw like Mitchell Robinson having like 15 or 16 screens a game. Uh, it's shifting down to eight. But and then guys like Emmanuel Quickly and RJ, who are only getting like a screen a game, moving up to numbers like five, six screens a game. That like really opened it up. And, you know, a lot of people who <clears throat> do a lot of box score watching will see some of the stat lines from Emmanuel Quickly after game two and say that, you know, he maybe didn't have a huge impact. But if you watch the game, you see how he plays on defense. You see how he rotates. He's a plus when- defender. 
He's, he's a plus, plus defender. He's a fantastic defender. And on top of that, like him opening up the game for, for Brunson by setting screens, you know, going to guys like Josh Hart, RJ Barrett. And, you know, mentioning RJ Barrett, I feel like we just have to take a moment to, to talk about our star and how he really took a leap. And especially in such a critical moment where the whole world had their eyes on RJ Barrett. You had guys like Stephen A. Smith, who are Jack to be Knicks fans, coming out and saying they should sit RJ Barrett for the rest of the series. Quote, quoting him saying that he's not built for this rest of the series. Specific series, some players can play and some other players shouldn't play. And R.J. Barrett's one of those players who shouldn't play. Guys like J.J. Reddick coming out on their pod in a respectful manner, but asking R.J. to step up. Saying, R.J., we need you to have this moment where you show it. And R.J. really showed it because there's no way that they win those two home games without R.J. Barrett. We saw R.J. Barrett being very decisive in the start of that game three and uh, leading to a lot of points, even though it was very close in that game, in, in, the, in the first quarter of that game three rj barrett's timely buckets rj barrett uh his passing and you know credit to tom Thibodeau for seeing what a lot of knicks fans saw in that game one i felt as though a lot of people were upset that rj barrett's shot wasn't falling in game one but we saw the passing ability we saw the defense defense the, the moving around screens and whatnot from game one and finding a way to utilize that i was actually one of the people who were saying in game two i thought tom Thibodeau was utilizing utilizing rj barrett a little too much because it wasn't leading to a lot of points maybe a few points but him continuing with that and seeing past what my feeble basketball mind couldn't see, respect to Tom Thibodeau. Like I, and I'm I'm one of those people who could admit when I was wrong. Like I was absolutely wrong. And I'm so glad to see RJ be in this position. And you know, I remember some of these times where I was so critical of RJ. I would talk to other fans and I would say, Have you ever seen RJ have a crossover or a smooth, smooth, like, you know, uh, in and out game to, to lead to a bucket? We saw yeah. those things from RJ. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're seeing these things from RJ now. Very often. Now, we're seeing it exactly very often now, where before we would call him a very clunky player and we didn't really like the way he was getting to the rim. His getting to the rim, he's taking better shots all around, just looking much better. So I, I have to just give RJ Barrett. All the credit in the world for stepping up in a moment where a lot of people just didn't believe he could step up and showing, you know, stepping up under the lights where guys like Donovan Mitchell, I mean, not Darius Garland. I wouldn't really discredit him. He really did step up under the lights in game four, maybe not game three where we saw a poor uh, a game from him, but definitely not game three. <laughs> yeah, definitely not game three, but. It's been impressive, and I'm just gonna say my favorite moment from this whole thing was when Jared Allen is looking at the box score after he's like, "Yeah, I thought we played a pretty good defensive game," and then he reads the the, the stat sheet and he's like, "Wait, wait, actually, maybe not. <laughs> maybe we didn't play a great game." And I wish a few more Cleveland guys would be like that. I wish you guys who were analyzing these games your ass off would just once in a while just admit that, "Yeah, no, we just didn't play a good game." Like people are still trying to discredit the Cavs. And, Fuck Cleveland writers for all writing out these fucking stats like they're writing out the game series as, yeah, the Cavs are uh, only down 1-3. No, you're down 3-1. Say it the way, you know, when you play fucking basketball and shit, you say the winning score first. You don't say the losing score first, and y'all are fucking losers. So cut that shit out, bro. I'm fucking tight of these Cleveland fans. Like, Let the negativity spread. It's yes. it's because we're playing such a garbage city, bro. Like, how do yes. you not feel like you feel the dump, the stench of that city on, on this game? I don't let the negativity flow in your it's heart. Crazy. We feel this way. It's just like three, the three, the population of three in Cleveland that are really getting to the Yankees <laughs> spanked to... up the Cleveland Guardians earlier this year, and we're gonna see the Cavs in hell too. All right? Hey, and you know who the Mets uh, stole from Cleveland? Francisco Lindor. One of the best players in New York. As a Yankee fan, I can I can admit that Lindor is one they, of my favorite shortstops playing the game, man. He's say fantastic. They, they saved my boy. 
They saved my boy. Shout but. out New York. Shout out New York right now. Shout out New York sports. We're seeing a resurgence with all these major teams. We're seeing the Rangers. We're seeing the Knicks. We've got Yankees and Oh, yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is here now. Aaron Rodgers is a jet. Mm. We could potentially see within the last two years every major New York sports team in the major uh, uh, leagues making it to the playoffs. And that's what I'm wishing for, man. Shout out to this beautiful city because I love my city. That would be Liddy. Not the Giants, but that would be Liddy. <laughs> Rivalry always the there, but, you know it's it's New York against everyone else. Like the like people are still so upset to see Knicks fans rejoicing, celebrating. Like, bro, we're up three one. What do you think? When what else do you celebrate? <laughs> what else are you supposed to celebrate? I really hope the Cavs were able to get their one photo shoot op in this season, postseason, and that's that's all they're gonna get. That's all they're gonna. I get saw that season. picture, and I was just like, huh. Bro, I don't care That's that you guys weird. did it all season. It's the postseason. Yeah. You should not be celebrating one measly win, bro. There's four. You got to get four of them things. Hey, man. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. <laughs> Meanwhile, our point guard is coming into the media saying, yo, job's not finished. Job's That's our point guard. Finished. He's saying, yo, I, we took I a mean, step. It's That's not, great, but... but... No need to celebrate right now. No, specifically Jalen Brunson coming That's our out guy. saying this is a message to my teammates. Like, this is a message to the rest of the team. And shout out to Jalen Brunson for being such a great leader. You know for a fact when the Cavs adjusted in game two and were finding ways to trap Jalen Brunson and get the ball out of his hands, you know, force him to make plays, you know that he went over that tape with his dad, with assistant coaches, with Tom Thibodeau, and found a way to adjust because – we're seeing a whole different Knicks team in these last two games where all the players are much more decisive. Where in the first game, you, you in the game two, you're seeing like Mitch in open space, very confused, don't know what to do with the ball. We're finding ways to utilize our players to the best of their traits and abilities. Guys like Mitchell Robinson and our Isaiah Hartenstein outplaying rookie of the year. Hart is crazy, dog. Hart like, is so good. Mitchell Robinson and Hartenstein are outplaying these guys who have been like, the the, the 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 heroes of nerds all season, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, like the heroes of nerds. <laughs> the heroes of nerds love that. Yeah, I mean JB Bickerstaff is basically out of rotations for to stop Jalen Brunson. You can't do it. You he can't stop Jalen Brunson. He is. He tried taking Okoro out the starting lineup, putting him back in. He tried the Karis LeVert, Ricky Rubio. We seen everything. We need a Chetty Osmond chant, man. Anytime Chetty's on him, it's it's a wrap. We already know it. It's easy, easy bucket. Nah, I'm not gonna lie. If if your go to is Danny Green, you got some problems. Well, every time I see Chetty Osmond come on the floor, I'm like, give Jalen Brunson the ball. That's all I want to see. Jalen, he Brunson hunts the fuck Osmond. out of him. Like, he hunts him so bad. Oh my gosh, and it's so funny. Honestly, Jalen Brunson as like a as a matchup hunter, like when you see him set that, and that's why that that screening that we're talking about from guards is so important because they're trying to hide guys like Donovan Mitchell and RJ because they're not respecting him, and that's why when guys like RJ IQ are coming up for that screen and we're getting the switch with Jalen Brunson, he's so decisive and immediately burns him off. The, it's 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 fantastic, man, and it's amazing to see. It's really great to wake up and see. Others acknowledge who Jalen Brunson is. A lot of people, even Cavs fans coming out and saying, very few, but saying that Jalen Brunson has been the best player in this series without a doubt. He's had the most impactful and best games out, out of everyone. And, you know, when the lights have gone bright, Donovan Mitchell hasn't shown up yet. And I don't know, I did a little bit of a deep dive with my brother into Donovan Mitchell's elimination game stats. 
It's not looking too good, if I'm being honest. Outside of a game against, I think, the Clippers, where it was like a, a outlier, where he, he shot really well. But from what I've seen, it looks like what you want to do is have Jaylen, uh, Donovan Mitchell shoot the three in, in games like this. He He's shooting some games 16% from three uh, in elimination games. So, um, Bro, I mean, if, if Mitchell Robinson outscores Donovan Mitchell again, like, that's... That's it. It's a wrap. I mean, Mitchell Robinson scored 12 points <laughs> and uh, Donovan Mitchell scored 11 points last game. And, you know, shout out to Mitch, man. Seven offensive rebounds. That's, that's as many as the entire Cavs team. As long as that team is with as many seven-footers that they that they have, Mitch still out-rebounds all of them. Borderline and, playing yeah. two centers at the same time. You're seeing Evan Mobley and Jared <laughs> Allen show help so early. And Mitchell Robinson has been able to take advantage. A lot of people talking about last last offseason that was an overpay like all the guys that the, the Knicks front office have paid have showed up RJ Barrett being one of those guys who got paid showed up Mitchell Robinson showing up Jalen Brunson Isaiah Hardenstein like the guys the Knicks front office trusted have showed up and you know it's a testament to to believing in a culture and a testament to believing in uh your identity and brand of basketball guys like uh Josh Hart guys like Jalen Brunson leaning in and you're seeing the love like Jalen uh Jalen Brunson dapping up John Stark's court side after hitting that tough bucket. Like this is this RJ is and Larry was tough. Mm. RJ and Larry, like this this is this is this is Nick's basketball, man. This is beautiful. Like yeah, and no, this RJ isn't the best Larry we got either. Tough. If if anybody asks, like, is this the best you got? This is not the best we got. Our two of our top four scores are our, our all-star has not been performing well. Ike scored zero points last game. There's so much room for him to grow. There's so much room for Randall to grow. I mean, we can we can even get better than than how we are right now, and that's that's lit. I'm excited. I'm having fun. I mean, yeah, the Knicks the Knicks have these opportunities to to close out, and uh, I mean, I'm expecting the Cavs to punch back because uh, that I, I did talk about how Donovan Mitchell wasn't great in elimination games, but Darius Garland's shown that uh, he's able to step up in these moments, and you know. It's hard to win these three games in a row. I really do believe in the Knicks that they have opportunity to close it out in Cleveland, but we're expecting Cleveland to punch back in, in this series in this next game. Uh, how are you guys feeling about uh, the, the the was it game five. six? Oh no, five. Yeah, five in Cleveland. Knicks and five. Close it out. I mean, I I I got game six tickets. I'm not gonna lie. I would love to see them close it out at home, but get the job get the job done. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be hype either way. And um, <clears throat> there, as far as their chances go, I mean, I, I feel like it's still a 50, 50 shot. Uh, they're, they're fourth seed for a reason. They have Donovan Mitchell, who is a superstar for a reason. They have, Garland, wait, 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 you can only win or lose. Of course it's a 50, 50 shot. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess <laughs> I, there, there goes, there goes my whole take. I mean, I don't, you're right. You're right. So sorry. <laughs> Feels like Moe's Donovan Mitchell and Sid's uh, Jalen Brunson poking God, holes in his damn. game, man. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> let me let me hit it with the. <laughs> Yo, that's so that's every is lit, man. That's Everybody at home <laughs> practicing this on the maritime, get it right. No joke. I, that's all I've been doing. Like they should have had this before COVID, man. We don't even need masks. We just Bro. out here like <laughs> Yo, when they asked her, like, what is that? He was like, Yo, don't worry about it. No, I'm, <laughs> I was like, that's tough. They keep that that's shit. Tough. That's us. That's not that's you. That's tough. us. <laughs> it's been a breath of fresh air, man. Like, and and it really does feel more amazing to know like you know seeing guys uh cleveland uh 
fans like those those fake fans who don't put their pictures their faces out it, 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 on twitter um so weirdo, they're, they're talking about how you know <laughs> darius garland's still this age donovan mitchell's still this age evan movies that we still have time Boy, you lost now <laughs> fuck out of here talking about oh yo we gotta trade this for this for what with what picks look at the nick situation right now man they have these guys who want to play for the team guys like jalen brunson josh hart who i hope to see as Knicks for life, like they really Bro, embody give that boy a lifetime like. contract. Although I will say, this is going to sound really stupid about the Cavs. Like they're they're such a strange team to me because they're a player away. It just the the issue is the level of player could be two completely different spectrums of players. So, like, if they had a guy like DeAndre Hunter, I think, I think the Cavs are a very, very, very good basketball team, and it's probably very difficult to beat them. But also, if they had a guy like Brandon Ingram, I could see them competing for a championship. But I could still see them competing for a championship, you know, all things working smoothly, plus a guy like DeAndre Hunter to kind of shore up your wings and Karis LeVert actually playing like Karis. So, like... It's weird. Like, they're a weird team. So this is not to say, like, Cleveland actually stinks. Like, I, I think, well, the city of Cleveland does stink. I've been there. It smells fucking awful. Um, um, Shit, I got distracted. Uh, This is not to say Cleveland is, like, a bad basketball team or anything like that. It, they're, they're so, they're so weirdly constructed, and they're not constructed poorly, but, like, like I said, the wings aren't good. Like it's spoiled wings, bro. It's it's time to it's time to get her. Like Seti Osman, the only reason he's on that team is because he was friends with LeBron James. Like he he's a legacy player from the Brown era. Like and he's getting real minutes. No, that's that's not gonna get it done. Yeah, but to your I, point, like um, like the Cleveland team is good. It's just the Knicks defense has been better. Like they. Like, you have to credit the adjustments they've made. And I didn't think that they – I thought the Game 2 defense was solid. I didn't really think that they could – like, I thought they were doing their job. I didn't really think anything crazy was happening. But they really turned it up a notch, especially for Game 3, where I know, like, the box score at the end had them at, like, 80 points or something from the Cavs. But uh, they scored 70 while Donovan Mitchell was on the floor. And then we did – we replicated that in the next game with Donovan Mitchell only scoring 11. Like, this Knicks defense has been – it has been amazing, and it's been contributions from one to not even one to five. Like you have to go down one to nine. Like even guys like Obi Toppin, like who has been like an unsung hero of this series. Like through all of the trials and tribulations, he's been very consistent. And shout out to Obi Toppin for you know st- sticking to his role and finding a way to thrive in it. I'm, I'm very I'm very happy and excited to see Obi Toppin and the discourse that's been around around him. I really hope he doesn't get traded. He's too good to not get traded, but I really like Obi. I mean, I feel like there's a there's a potential for re-signing him just because he he is great, like no doubt. And definitely like teams are turning their heads seeing the way he's been playing in the playoff series. And you know, the potential yeah. the potential for him to play in a you know as the centerpiece of a team. We saw it in Dayton. We've seen it with the Knicks when guys like Randall aren't playing. He he has a 
the, the, the I want to see it score. so bad, but I want to see it on the Knicks. But there's no way he sticks around that long. I, I feel like he's going to be a, a, a nice piece to like show off to get a trade. But I feel like the Knicks could re-sign him for cheap because, you know, like he's he's part of the CAA family. Like, you know, I hope so. Oh, my gosh. Miami is leading Milwaukee. Love to see it. <laughs> you love it to is see it. 102 101 with 317 left in the fourth quarter. Miami is on a 13 overrun. Oh my bro. Chevy Butler's he, been on fire, bad 44 points. If Giannis gets knocked out in the first round, dog, I I might make an ass of myself on this podcast. And I want Wally Zerbiak to hear it. Yo, Sid Stradamus, man. A lot of people are giving Sid flack for for a clip that Kunal put up uh, like a week ago or two weeks ago, but oh, Giannis just had an and one. Oh gosh, never mind. Or it's going, it's going. <laughs> never mind. I got ahead of myself. The, the duality of NBA playoffs, like I got so ahead crazy. of myself. Whatever. <laughs> uh, the Bucks aren't even that good. Whatever. Basketball is stupid. Everything is stupid. <laughs> I hate it here. Can we end this damn episode? <laughs> I hate it here. All right. I mean, shout out to shout out to you guys. Shout out to Knicks fans. We earned this. We deserve this. And we got we got game we got the game on Wednesday. If y'all pull it up on Friday, if if there is a game six, reach out to Nickish. We'll be there. Uh, we could link up. And uh, yeah, any final points from you guys? Um, if anyone from Cleveland wants to fight, um. Meet me at Temecula. Yeah, man, fuck Cleveland. Is that in Kentucky? <laughs> nah, not in Kentucky. Temecula. I need the. Uh, you get a. You get a boost. Oh, Caleb Martin. Oh, he just hit a three. Oh, lordy. Um. Yeah. Nah. I. I get a plus three on all my stats if I'm in Temecula. Like. Oh, nice. Yeah, my speed goes from like, seventy four to like a seventy seven. I'm bugging. Okay. Oh. Oh my gosh, Drew Holiday. Yeah, just oh my gosh, this game. We appreciate you guys checking out this episode of Nickish. Make sure oh, you. Oh, it's uh... still recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, sir! You know, we've been recording this whole time. Bro. <laughs> Yo, just follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NickishNYC. Subscribe to our podcast. Give us that five star review. Shout out to shout out to all Knicks fans. Uh, let's let's close it out, man. Oh, let's go Knicks. Let's go to round two. Let's go Knicks. <laughs> and check out our website nick-dish.com. Copy yourself some Nickish gear. Promo code Nickish playoffs. And uh, yeah, tune in next week. Take care. Peace. Peace. Later. <laughs>